So, uh, you guys coming out Saturday? Uh, I think so. Nice. Ask, ask the wife about it, but uh, I don't know. Looks like I've got eight hours of wrestling to watch on Sunday because they've got 14 matches on this card. So, uh, I might have to stay in Saturday night to rest up for the WrestleMania 2. <laughs> don't lie to the people. You just sat here and told me off, Mike, that you're not watching. You're watching Game of Thrones instead. So It's true. It is true. I'm going to watch. I might watch the first hour or so. But Game of Thrones will consume my Sunday evening. Yes, there you go. All right, well, it's Chris and Matt's Wrestling Pod. It's uh, the the week before Money in the Bank, but uh, that's not the focus today. Yeah, there's a lot lot going on outside of just the Money yeah. in the Bank card, so I'm kind of excited to talk wrestling today. Yeah, all right, <laughs> cool. Well, I think we'll start with probably the biggest news of the week, uh, just broke literally this morning um not really a surprise uh this has been the rumor for ever since the company was announced pretty much Mm -hmm. uh but it's a finally official uh tnt will be the home of aew later this year they're back in the wrestling business that's right that's right. I like how they worded that treat. Yep, too. and they had the flames in yeah. it and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, they. I mean, it was a direct shot at uh, at WWE mm-hmm. and a throwback to Nitro. Yeah, uh, it only took them twenty years to come around to the fact that hey, maybe they should have pro wrestling on their network. Yeah. So, I mean, it's huge. It's it, yeah, for sure. It, uh, it like so. I while I've had my uh, my cons- not really even concerns, like just. I haven't been as blindly uh, positive about AEW as a lot of people. Like, I just, I think there are legitimate things to think about as far as, you know, after we get past Double or Nothing, the week in, week out stuff. But, like, I've never been the uh, the, the hard other extreme where, oh, they're just a t-shirt company, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, like, to all those people, uh, like, like... This legitimizes them, like, 100%. Like, they are on a major network. There's only ever been one other wrestling... Yeah, there's only ever been um, one other wrestling company that's been on primetime cable television with a weekly program of two hours, and Mm -hmm. it's it's WCW Nitro. This didn't just happen because they sell a lot of t-shirts. There is a genuine interest in the audience. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing the business plan is also... Uh, going to reflect lower expectations initially so that they don't jump in and do too much too soon and outgrow um, what they can sustain. I think if you've watched what they've, what this group has done so far, it's, it's been very measured and very simple and Mm -hmm. very limited. They haven't gone too much. They haven't gone too far because they don't, I I think they're smart enough Mm -hmm. and the cons have got, uh, Tony Khan has to have a lot to do with this of not, over promising and being and yeah. under delivering, mm-hmm. so they're <clears throat> they're taking a measured approach, <clears throat> right? And it's brilliant. And well, and I think they've, they've uh, learned from other people's past mistakes. Uh, a comparison I'm going to make. I don't know if you're going to agree with it or not. Um, it's it's related to another wrestling related startup that's that's coming soon. Uh, the new XFL. Whereas the first time around, Vince was was very. We gotta get go like, just run out of the gates. This time he's been a lot more uh, patient, 
a lot more uh, calculating and, you know, it was announced last week, we didn't talk about it, but they're on, a, XFL is going to be on a major networks when, when they start back up. Yeah, those that TV deal is a little different though, because from what right. I understand, um, TNT is paying for the, the yeah. AEW. No, 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 I just, I just like, meant as far as, as, far as uh, when you're, you're building something, um, not necessarily being in such a rush to get out in front of people, uh, making sure you have all your T's crossed and the I's dotted. Yeah. Um, that was that was the only comparison I was making. Yeah, sure. obviously, obviously, it's you know the the logistics and the and all that of the deals are, are different. But. It, the <clears throat> bottom line is, it's impressive that a company that's never actually, as a company, held a television or a wrestling show mm-hmm. has secured a network or a cable television deal in prime time mm-hmm. for the fall season too, which is typically yeah. when um, networks look to put their their newest and best programming out. So right. It's you can you can be skeptical all you want. Uh, you can say they're just a t-shirt company. You can say it's a bunch of nobodies and Chris Jericho. You can have all the criticisms you want in the world. The fact is, it's going to happen now. And yeah. with the way things have been going in WWE, I don't know why people wouldn't be excited to at least check it out. Yeah, at least give it a shot. You know, I, there's no reason not to not to check it out when it when it starts up in the fall. Uh, I I know I'll be. That first episode, I'll be right in front of my TV like I am. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to miss it at all. <laughs> like I am most weeks for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be uh, appointment viewing. The one so. thing of note, uh, they didn't release a date or um, a night of the week that the show is going to be on. So they're still trying to figure that out. Or they're still not announced that. So seeing as the only uh, network that was announced so far has been TNT, mm-hmm. and then with stuff with Bleacher Report too, uh, um, I'm guessing... Uh, you know, they had the trademark for Tuesday Night Dynamite when the company first started. I don't think that's going to happen because typically that's when TNT shows basketball. One of the nights they show NBA basketball. So I think Wednesday night would make more sense. Um, because you have, uh, it's a small portion of the audience because I know, I, I don't think most people watch NXT live. Yeah. But you do have a portion of the audience that's already... Uh, and that's that's going to be your 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 fan base that you're going after is the NXT crowd. Um, so you're going to already have that portion of the fan base that's already uh, programmed to watch wrestling on Wednesday. And it's a nice with SmackDown moving to Friday in the fall. It's a nice you you get Raw on Monday, you get AEW on Wednesday, and you get SmackDown on Friday. It's a nice little you're not watching like you know two you know. Or like on a pay per view weekend, you're not watching three or four nights of wrestling in a row. You get yeah. a little bit of a break in between. Maybe. <clears throat> um, pardon me. After seeing that tweet and stuff, put it on Monday night. Give me the Monday night words yeah, again. Well, go right after them. Screw might. it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm not really concerned about the day of the week because whatever day of the week it's on, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to watch it over the WWE mm-hmm. product um, at least right away until WWE steps up their game, mm-hmm. and that doesn't seem likely for. <laughs> For some time, so I'm I I'm thrilled. Uh, you know, I'm the A. Like I've been excited about these guys for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just I'm ready for the alternative. Next weekend can't get here fast enough. Right, right. So, yeah, no, it's uh like I said, it was big news. Uh, I didn't even. <clears throat> it happened. I got up about eight o'clock and I was on Twitter. Didn't see anything about it, and then like. I got around and I had to do some running around a little after, and I left the house 
like nine o'clock ish. So in that time frame is when it happened because I got in the car, turned on the radio, and they were talking about it on Busted Open. So yeah. like it was like that yeah, quick. I saw it pretty early this yeah. morning. I didn't. I mean. Like you said, it's it's been the worst kept secret about the company. It was pretty clear they were going to mm-hmm. TNT, um, but yeah, now that it's official, like yeah, it's that's it. It's official. We know yeah. it's going to happen. So yeah, um, really, really happy and excited. Mm-hmm. And can't wait to see what they unveil in the coming weeks. Next, next is going to be you know lo- filming locations and all that stuff. So yeah, so there's a lot yeah. to get excited. See for. if they. It... So for me, like. You know, it's easy to sell out a a ten thousand seater for all in in a half hour and sell out the fourteen thousand or whatever it is for double or nothing in like five minutes or whatever it was for double or nothing. When like it's like not one offs, but you know what I mean. Like, so it'd be interesting to see if they can sell. You know what they're. I bet, I, I bet WWE would like to have the ability to put up uh, tickets for a 10,000 seat arena and sell it out in three weeks. Cause they can't what? do that right no, now. You're, you're absolutely right. You're <clears> absolutely <throat> right. I just meant it, if they plan on running arenas, it'll be interesting to see how that. Yeah. I don't up. see, I don't think, and, and that's what I mean about the measured approach earlier. I would be absolutely shocked if they started running arenas right away. Um, for television, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they say, Hey, our next big pay-per-view is, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. in December, whatever at mm-hmm. little Caesars arena, mm-hmm. you could sell that out. But if they're yes. going to do weekly TV tapings across the country, mm-hmm. you're looking at smaller, you know, arenas, I would guess, uh, f- like for those of us here in Michigan, uh, like the one in battle Creek mm-hmm. or the Huntington center down. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Something so, that's, that's maybe, that's like a less, I think that's less than 10,000. Yeah. I think it's like seven or eight. Yeah. So that would be, you know, where you can fill a lower bowl completely if you want to tape off the top, whatever. Yeah. Um, that, that seems a lot more realistic yeah. and, and totally. honestly, uh, for the first few months, I, that'll probably be something that gets brought up. Oh, look at the attendance at AEW. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. <clears throat> but I'm not, I wouldn't be concerned about it. And, no. and again, with the con, with Tony Khan involved, I'm sure he's, you know, he's, he has experience with uh, running sports organizations where your attendance um, fluctuates based on the, the success of your team. Mm-hmm. He's going to also understand that like, hey, we have to build into our budget Hey, it's gonna. Co- we might lose money on yeah. live seating right away mm-hmm. until we can build the audience up. Yeah. Yep. So. So. Well, is there anything else uh, pertaining to that? You had. Uh... Uh, not. Not about the. Not. Not about the announcement. Um, I've been really excited with. Uh, I don't know if you saw the being the elite this week. Um, I, I'm dude. I'm way behind on being the. I. I gotta. I gotta do dedicate a day to catching up on being the elite. And I want to watch all the I have all the episodes of the Road to Double or Nothing series too. Yeah. Um, because the clips and and excerpts I've seen from that have been really good too. I so. what I was getting to is I was really um, I liked on being the elite this week. Uh, they announced that Rick Knox, uh, the PWG referee, mm-hmm. is going to be um, a referee at AEW now. Okay. And it was just like it was this really like touching moment of them being like. Um, you know, you're like they were in the ring at a show at bar wrestling, and they were like, you know, you don't have to work a, a, a real job anymore. Like we're gonna hire you as a actual employee with salary, and you're going to work for the company, and this can be your job. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, that's like really cool yeah. to see 
uh, and I know WWE does stuff like that, um, you know, for these independent guys all the time. Mm-hmm. But for someone who's watched PWG for, you know, seven, eight years now, it's cool to see one of their guys yeah. who's been there for so long get a... I also saw a graphic where they hired Hep- or Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner has been hired. So. I, I wonder if he's going to be a referee trainer. Yeah. And not in the ring. I can't... He, I mean, he's got to be... He's getting up there. He, yeah, he's got to be up there. I can't so. imagine he's going to work... But uh, that's just... It's good for him, because uh, he... Uh, you know, they... A few weeks back, that dark side of the ring, they they did a thing on the on the Montreal screw job, mm-hmm. and then so watching him on that, and then he was on Busted Open the day after it aired, and he went through like some dark times really? after that whole thing, mm-hmm. like real dark times. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Well, good for him. Yeah, he, he'll be he'll be around AEW. So right. uh, one other thing I saw related to that. Uh, our favorite Conrad Thompson mm-hmm. is listed on their roster as part of the broadcast team, but he's told people he's not. He doesn't officially have a title. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how that will work if Conrad's working for AEW, Bruce is in WWE. I I would imagine that podcast isn't going to be going on much longer. You would think. You would think, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's. Uh, I'll worry about that when the time comes. <laughs> Sure. Uh, speaking of things I worry about when the time comes, Sunday night, there is a show. Yeah. We we should probably spend some time Yeah, we've kind of avoided, avoided it the uh, last few weeks because uh, we've been talking about other stuff. And yeah. and I looking at the card, I, I mean, I, I told you, I told you last week, I did it again this week, I didn't watch. I wasn't going to buy in because everything I really need to know about the matches they're going to show me on the pay-per-view like 800 times. Yeah. They're going to recap the entire Becky Lynch yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans, Charlotte drama over and over again, so yeah. I'll get my fill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, looking at the card, I'm not overly anxious for anything outside of the, the uh, Money in the Bank matches and the Seth Rollins-AJ Styles match. Everything else just seems like bleh to me. Right. But if you want to go through it, let's so do you, it. So you said that you saw something where there was 11 matches? I'm only seeing 9 on where I'm at. Uh, well... I was scrolling through. You've got the uh, the two world title matches, two yep. Money in the Bank matches, uh-huh. two Becky Lynch matches. Uh, you have Roman versus Elias, Steel Cage match, Samoa Joe versus Ray. That's ten. Okay. Uh, Rowan and that, and then on the pre pre show, you have uh, Brian and Rowan defending the tag titles against the Usos. Uh, the Iconics versus uh, what, what are they calling them? The Kabuki Warriors. Oh Jesus! Don't get me started on that. <laughs> That and was the, and like, then the cruiserweight title match. So I I, I didn't want to. I wasn't going to talk too much about. Um, and I didn't I didn't see the pre show. That's why I, I don't know anything about the pre show matches. Gotcha. So that's why. Um, I wasn't going to talk too much. Um, so I I thought it it, it was a, a better like marginally better but still better week this week. I I, I would say. Anywhere between 75, 70 and seventy five percent of the stuff I liked this week, that Kabuki war, I, like I, I just, I just threw my hands up in the air. I'm like, what, whatever, <laughs> like that. At the very least, every time I hear it, I'm at least going to hear Bruce Pritchard in my head as, as Dusty, Dusty saying it's very Kabuki ish. Yeah. So whatever mm-hmm. that what it works for me. Um, I told you when they put them together, I thought they were gonna ruin Oscar, and now that she's officially in a tag team she's 
She's she's become an afterthought now. Right. Maybe the best female worker in the company. Yeah. She's in a tag team. Oh, okay. Right. Best male worker in the company in a tag team. Oh, whatever. This is why I can't wait. This is why I can't wait for the fall. Because mm-hmm. it's not gonna it's not gonna get any better before then. I know it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, oh, best male worker. Best male worker in the company is in a tag team, and his tag team title match is on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. But hey, Shane's got to get his match. Uh, so yeah, first, uh, the, the Miz for Shane McMahon and his Don't care. Cage. I hope Shane, I, I hope Shane pulls a stunt, breaks both his legs and he's off TV. I'm done. I don't care. Go, go away. <laughs> this feud should have been over at WrestleMania. The feud ended at WrestleMania. That was it. It should have been done. We are now in month five of a feud with Shane McMahon, the Miz, and his stupid, ugly, racist father. Go away. <laughs> You've heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. the Miz is racist, but yeah. hey, hey, we'll 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 touch on this right now, so we can get out of yeah. the way. Uh, Lars Sullivan, we talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE came out and said they fined him a hundred thousand dollars and ordered him to sensitivity training. So, for the record, if you want to work in WWE, you can be a racist. Just have to drop a hundred grand. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's it's nothing to sneeze at. Sure, it is. A hundred grand. You're putting a price on what you like. You can get away with saying awful things and being a racist and a bigot as long as you're willing to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. Like y- your morals can and hey, and that company makes total sense. Your morals can be bought <laughs> for a price. Okay. We'll get we'll get to the Saudi Arabia show eventually. I I yeah I I mean I if it were Randy Orton, I could. I'm not justified. I can understand how you put $100,000 out there and say, you're going to pay this fine. Lars Sullivan is a nobody. You could set a message. You could set a standard of what is acceptable. You say stuff like that, you're gone. Out of here. We're not, but. Right. I'll let it go. Anyway, back Anyways, to the card. Uh, Roman Reigns and Elias. See, and this is where, like, I understand where you're coming from with the with the Miz Shane uh, feud about how you know it should have been over WrestleMania and all that. Like, I get it. I actually think that, like, and especially the way that these two feuds have intertwined the last, like, I thought it's been good. Like, I I've enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the Miz TV segment on Monday. I enjoyed what went down last night with with these with these guys with the uh, um uh. The, the handicap match uh, and and all that kind of stuff like I've I've thought it's been really good stuff but I understand how you you know your feelings about Shane and I I'm not quite as to the point as you are with him but I you know it's it, it'd be fine if he went away again for another year like or five well he's worn out his welcome with me right it's great he was back time to go right um I don't I don't have a problem with, with them using Roman to help try to elevate Elias. Mm-hmm. At least they're trying to do something with Elias outside of just putting him in the ring yeah. with a guitar. Every yeah, week. and he hasn't he hasn't done any of that. Great, which is good because mm-hmm. people were starting to like that about him. Mm-hmm. And if you want him to be a bad guy, you got to take that stuff away mm-hmm. from him. Um, but yeah, it, it's the whole Shane McMahon element. When I walked into your house today, mm-hmm. you were watching an episode of Monday Night Raw from 1999. Tw- 20 years ago this Friday. Yeah, is, is so what? Steve Austin is in the ring cutting a promo. 
And who comes sauntering out with a gang behind him? Good old Shane O'Mac. Basically doing the same promo now, or 20 years ago, that he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, I get it if you're just new to wrestling, you haven't mm-hmm. seen this before. If you spent any time around the product, it's just... Right. It's the same story. It's regurgitation of the same stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what drives me nuts about right. it. Right. And uh, Roman's not going to lose to Elias on... Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe they would have him to give Elias that big boost because it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt Roman. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right. Probably not. Yeah, I, I would imagine Roman wins. Um, but, yeah, they could, they could uh, throw a curveball. Um... Becky Two Belts, pulling double duty. Uh, let's talk about the release Evans match first. Uh, well, I'll just say I think it's going to be Becky No Belts after. Really? Yep. I think they're going to take I, both I, off of her. I I think she, I definitely think she's going to beat Lacey. Um, see, I think I in that match I think Charlotte is going to get involved and get the belt off of her. And then there will be another attack, or she'll be so banged up that Charlotte will beat her. It, it, I guess it also matters the order in which the matches happen. If Becky Lynch faces Charlotte Flair in the second match, Charlotte has to win the title. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've you've established Becky as the female uh, John Cena, Roman Reigns. LOL, Becky wins. See, I... because Charlotte is an elite tier. Charlotte is the gold standard, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put her out, you're gonna put Becky in a match um, before that, and then have her go in and beat Charlotte and clean, which is how I imagine it would happen. Mm-hmm. You're you're really right. you're no, hurting Charlotte in my eyes. Yeah, no, I I definitely think she's losing to Charlotte. Okay, um, I definitely think she's losing to Charlotte because um, that way Charlotte can can be the the top female on SmackDown. Becky can stay on Raw. Um, with her, her, her now official her boo, her, 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 her uh, new boo, the man's man apparently, uh, Seth Rollins. I'm sure, William Regal has something to say about that. <laughs> but whatever. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely think she's losing to Charlotte. Um. But I, 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 I don't see. I don't have a problem with Lacey jumping right in and being Becky, you know, jumping into the title picture and being Becky's first feud after WrestleMania. I don't have a problem with that. I would have a problem with her winning right away. Um, and, well, this is why I didn't like her coming in as the first opponent. Right. Because if she beats Becky, I agree, it's dumb. Why did you just mm-hmm. have Becky have this huge climb to get to that? And then, mm-hmm. at the same time, you've just put Lacey, you've devoted a lot of TV time to her to try to establish her as a character. She gets beaten her first title match. Where does she go from there? She falls right back into the tier of the Naomi's and the Natties. She doesn't, you, you haven't separated this character from the pack. I could see. I could see that. Well, I mean, it depends if... Uh, yeah, I, I see your point, but if she's really... Um, going to be that good uh, one loss shouldn't hurt her uh, maybe but I mean the way they treat their women yeah is, one loss can't I mean think of the think of the run Naomi was on two, or, yeah two years ago right mm-hmm. going into Wrestlemania she was having great matches mm-hmm. as soon as she lost that belt she just disappeared and they never did anything right like she was replaced within a matter of yeah. weeks no it's definitely clear that if you're not in the type like the either title picture that you're kind of 
you're, they, they, they still haven't, they've gotten better about telling the main women's stories. They haven't, they haven't got to the point where they're good at telling the secondary women's stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I think she beats Lacey and I think she loses to Charlotte. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Uh, the only thing I care about is does Samoa Joe get his hands on Dominic? Yep. That's all I care about. Yep. Put Eddie Guerrero's kid through hell. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, j- again... And, and apparently... Like- so, my... Uh, I, I, I'm really... Uh, I don't think they're going to be coming at us with a sponsorship, so I don't mind talking shit about them. I'm really getting tired. Like, I'm almost to the point of going back to cable. Uh because I'm really getting fed up with my sling. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Because <laughs> it just it was wonking out on me Monday night, and so apparently there was a backstage segment with Samoa Joe and Ray. Yeah. Uh, and Cesaro made some comment about whether uh, Dominic was really Ray's kid or something like a callback. Like, oh, well, that would have been fantastic. really fantastic. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. But, uh, anyways. Um, yeah, um, my my hope for this match, I actually hope Ray wins, mm-hmm. and it means that Joe gets to go up yeah. the tier a little yeah. bit. But at the same time, long term, I've said for a long term, I would love to see Samoa Joe with a dominant U.S. Championship reign. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they would do if, if this is like the first part of that. I that's what I would ideally want. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the way they yeah. tell their stories, I think I think it's. Ray gets the title. Mm-hmm. Joe moves up the card a little bit, and Ray has middle ground feuds for a belt with like Andrade and some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and Ricochet could be a really good mm-hmm. match. He can yeah. kind of fill that role. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. This is one where I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna have a problem either way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so as long as the the match is good, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty happy. So and I. This time with Ray, you know, last time Ray was was kind of banged up. That's why the match was so yep. short. So uh, as long as uh, um, as long as Ray's healthy and they and they are able to get you know a decent amount of time in, I think it'll be a really good match. Um, I don't want to do those yet. We already talked about that. Well, one. We've got the World Tag Titles, the SmackDown Tag Titles. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, I Brian and and uh, Rowan will retain. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> on the more com- convoluted nonsense they're doing, a Raw team is again challenging for the SmackDown yeah. tag titles. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Uh, and then the Sky Pirates, or not the Sky Pirates, um, Kabuki. Kab- Kabuki Warriors <sighs> are facing the Iconics for the women's tag titles. Uh, I re- as much as I like uh, Kyrie, Sane, and Asuka, I really hope the Iconics retain. Cause I do too. I really like them. They were on commentary last night during the... Oh. The... Uh, Kabuki Warrior, uh, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose match, and it was fantastic. Right. It was fantastic. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're so entertaining. And I, then there's the uh, the Cruiserweight title match. Um, I pff, I have no idea. Is it Tony Nese and Davari? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea. Like, I'm guessing Tony Nese because he just it, won belt. Won yeah, it, but exactly. Who knows? Um. Yeah, so that I mean that takes us into the the money in the bank matches. All right. Um well, we got the women's match with Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natty, Dana Brooke, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon and Carmella. So, this is 
uh, I would say on, uh, I would say the short list for me, as far as who I think could or should win is Ember Moon, Bailey, or, uh, Alexa going for the repeat. Uh, yeah, I, there's only two acceptable options to me. It's Bailey and Alexa. Yeah. Um. Everyone else in there, I, I just, I could see why they do it because they try to use the money in the bank as a way to catapult people. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen in the past it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Damian Sandow, yeah. Baron Corbin, it mm-hmm. doesn't always work that way. However, Carmella, mm-hmm. it turned Carmella into from an afterthought of yeah. an act into a big deal. It really helped her character. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think. That's why I would like Bailey to win it. Yeah. Especially if you've got Becky and Charlotte as champions mm-hmm. and Bailey's walking around with that briefcase. Uh, if Sasha ever comes back around, it could mm-hmm. really yeah. get interesting with yep. with those four and one of them has a title shit. So I I and I've always been a Bailey fan. Mm-hmm. I've always thought highly of her and I, I just I think they've yeah. not done well by her on the main roster. No. No. So maybe this could be like her CM Punk thing where she gets the the money in the bank briefcase and gets elevated in the fans' eyes mm-hmm. and starts to get a chance to do a little more. Yeah. Um, and then, any other thoughts on that? No, no. That's I. I don't. Uh, uh, Dana Brooke. There's no way in hell. I, yeah. I don't even know why she's in the match. Well, I like that they're at least giving her. A yeah. Shot. No, I, I. I agree. I. You're right about that. Um. You know, something something different. It just I don't know. She's never really connected with. I mean, me. is she any different than Sarah Logan though? Like, if it was Sarah True. Logan, even though Logan's been on TV more, yeah, it would still be the same role of like I'm not. I don't buy them as a winner. True. Uh, so yeah, she's been around for a long time. From all accounts, she's worked really hard to get better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's I, good. I, yeah, I'm okay with her getting a shot on on a relatively big pay-per-view. This, to me, this is one of the three or four most important shows of the year. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, I, to me, the, the original four are always going to be the big ones, but this is, this is definitely the, this is taking the place of King of the Ring as like the fifth. Yeah. And, and I enjoy this show five. more than Survivor Series. Oh yeah. Yeah. As far as enjoyment goes. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like the, you know, the, the planning the, for the them. tent poles, as one Mr. Conrad Thompson would say. Uh, it's, it's, I'd, I'd say it's, you know, in that, that top five somewhere. Yeah. So top five all time. Exactly. Um, now the men's match on the other hand, um, I could make a case for every one of those guys. Except for Orton to me. Except for Orton. You're right. But, uh, the way the last few weeks he's had on TV, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Well, and, and whenever they get stuck, the, the old standby is, uh, get Randy in there. Right. Like, yeah. Vince loves Randy Orton, so he's, mm-hmm. and he's never won the money in the bank. Yeah, he has. Has he? Yeah, he's, he cashed in on Brian. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to block that out of memory. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, but, everyone, yeah, you're right, everyone in the match, but I, I just feel at this point, Randy Orton doesn't need to be chasing no. titles. No, no. Uh, and it'd be like it'd be really nice if one of these other guys. To me, the guy I want to get it is Andrade or Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be either one. Of them. I think it's going to be your boy, Drew. Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, I yeah I could see that. Um, and that would you know that would make sense. Um, I could see them you know, and this would make people this would make people irate. Um. I could see him giving Corbin another shot with it and be and and down the line, 
Um, maybe maybe Drew's wrestling Seth for the title, and and he sneaks in and and does you know does the whole I'm gonna sneak in here and through the back door and yeah. get the victory. Um, like Make people did. hate him even more. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think wrestling fans, um, it seems to be, it, they either, um, and you know, the, you hear it said it's so hard to be a heel, uh, oh, nowadays, yeah. um, a real heel. Yeah. And that's because like, if you're good, you know, the, the smart wrestling fans are going to like you, but if you do, like, if you try, I don't know, like, I think I really do truly think Corbin's a good heel. He's a great heel. I hate him. I hate him. Um, but do you hate him because of the things he does, or do you hate him because you think he sucks? It's it's both. Okay. It, I don't like the things he does. I don't like. I don't like the Kurt Angle stuff. Right. I hate the way he looks. Um, I hate his personality. He's great. Like he's great at that. I don't mm-hmm. like the guy at all. Right. And it's it. You know, it had gotten to a point where I would turn the channel off mm-hmm. when he came on. Um, but I think that was also a symptom of me just. Not liking eighty percent of what's on mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. so when I'm already upset to begin with, yeah. I know I'm not gonna like that. I'll flip, mm-hmm. you know, turn on the Yankee game and watch, right. or you know, whatever. I'd I'd flip on to yeah. kill that ten minutes until he was off my mm-hmm. screen. No, he's a he's a great heel in the mm-hmm. fact that nobody you don't ever hear that smattering of like, let's go Barrett. There's none, no, of, that. none of that. So yeah. no, yeah, but I think I think Drew Drew. Will get it and probably should get it. Yeah. Um, the way they position him, plus what makes a psychopath more dangerous. Oh, now he's looming around yeah. with this contract. Yeah. They can come get the title whenever he wants. Um, I could also make a case. Uh, he just got put in the match this week. I could make a case for Sami Zayn. Nah. Uh, I something I haven't heard. Any, I haven't read anything. Something tells me that this is a scenario where, even though what's like. Like, with the Danny Bryan stuff, like, everything Danny Bryan was saying, you knew Vince, like, hated. But at the same time, yeah. he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and I f- feel like it's the same way with Sami Zayn. Like, something tells me, like, he's really, like, the amount of time he's been getting, mm-hmm. like, something tells me Vince is really into this this Sami Zayn character. Maybe. I, I could be way wrong, but that's, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Like, I could, I'd be, I'd be... It'd be like it's the John B line. Like I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Type thing. I I could see a scenario if he were gonna win it, he wins earlier in the night and then cashes in to make the main event a triple threat, mm-hmm. and then he eats the pin off of Kofi. So Kevin doesn't do look that. bad. That way he can extend Kofi and Kevin. That, I think that would be a waste of the money in the bank in, in that case. Well, but. I mean they've done it before. They've, yeah. they've wasted that before, but yeah. Um, but no, I drew Drew. I would say is is probably the the favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I'd like to see Andrade or or Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Balor of the two because I think there's. Uh, I keep waiting for it, so I guess I should just be used to it. The fact that it's not going to happen, but there's a lot they can do with his character uh, that they haven't really uh, dove into over the years. Yeah, uh, and a heel turn to me would be a perfect. Yeah. And what better way, like, he wins the money in the bank and turns on Kofi at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. 
I think it'd be a, a great way to start that demon character off and mm-hmm. uh, make him out to a bad guy. He could go get his boys to hang out for a little while. And now that everyone's intertwined, you yeah. could, Ballard Club could be a thing again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if I, you know, if I'm putting money down, I'd, I'd bet on McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Rollins and AJ for the Universal title. So I said a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to stick by it, I think it'll be a, a decent match, but I don't see either one of them losing clean. I think there's going to be some sort of screwy finish, yeah, and that's going to ruin it for me. Could be. Um, I mean, maybe they have the... See, because they had Alexa Cash in on the same night last year, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't think they'd do it again. Uh, but if if especially if Drew wins, you know, you can make a case that, you know, he cashes in here. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that'll happen cuz uh and we're going to get to the Saudi Arabia show here in a minute. Yeah. Um I mean, I I just Seth to me Seth is going to have the belt going to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. to face Lesnar. They've yeah. already announced Lesnar's going to be at the show. Mm-hmm. Lesnar's not going to come back and do a one-off match. Like yeah. he's going to come back for the big title match. They've already positioned him as a yeah. Monster star in Saudi Arabia for mm-hmm. whatever that means. It would make sense that yeah. Seth has his mat, mm-hmm. his other match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think there could be a screw job finish too, or a, a screwy finish. Is that way AJ doesn't get beat clean. Mm-hmm. Seth still looks good. They can have a really good wrestling match for mm-hmm. twenty minutes. Let it get a little violent. Yeah. And then someone someone screws it up, and that's that's yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe Brock's music hits, and he yeah. just comes out and destroys both of them, and yeah. says that's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I definitely. Uh, either way, I I don't see anyone but Seth walking out a yeah walking out with the title. Um, I think it's it's pretty much a a lock. Um, and then uh, all that's left, I guess, is uh, Kofi Kingston and uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. So. I- Really like this feud. I really have. It's been really good. Um, between for me personally, between this and the uh, the uh, the Miz uh, Roman Shane Elias stuff, like it's you can make an argument for either one of those being the best. What's been the best on TV the last few weeks? But I've really liked. Uh, um, I really like last night how, you know, Kofi was a guest on the KO show and Kofi beat him to, he, he got out there before KO did. Uh, you know, KO was, was cutting a promo backstage into the camera and uh, before he went out to start the show and as he's doing it, the New Day music hits and Kofi goes out there and, and is waiting for Kevin Owens to come. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought the whole thing, uh, ever since the turn, a few weeks back has been really, really, really good. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, this one I'm a, a little less confident on, but I, I still think Kofi probably retains. Um, but obviously I'm a big Kevin Owens fan, so yeah. I would not be upset whatsoever. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset if, if Kevin won, but I don't, th- I don't think Kevin's going to be the guy to beat. I don't think Kofi. so either, and I don't think there's a reason. Like, he's like Kofi's been really like his first couple weeks were a little. I wouldn't even say rough. It just was there wasn't a clear direction because a they had so long 
between Mania and Money in the Bank to begin with, and B, because of, I'm assuming because Brian was hurt for the first few weeks after WrestleMania, they really didn't know, like, what they didn't have it, have a plan uh, as far as who his opponent would be. Oh. Yeah, I know, You right? mean the WWE didn't didn't plot out anything after uh, WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh, I, I think they did, but then they had to go to, they didn't have a contingency ready to go. Uh, uh, they didn't have a plan A ready to go, but whatever. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, so, but ever since, ever since the the KO turn, I think he's he's been a re- done a really good job of 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 being that balance of being the Kofi Kingston that everyone has fallen in love with, while also being a world champion. Um, so I've I've really enjoyed it, and I I really um, like I. Like I said, I I would love to, for Kevin Owens to win, but I'm 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 not ready for Kofi to lose the belt yet. So sure. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's it on uh, the old Money in the Bank. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Eventually, uh, hopefully, but before next week when we record, so yeah, maybe. we can talk about it. That'd be yeah. nice. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I don't know if I can handle a disappointing episode or finale to Game of Thrones and a disappointing wrestling pay-per-view in the same, like, mm-hmm. 48 hours. I, I mm-hmm. might just lose it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's funny. I saw all the, you know, because virtually everyone I know watches, you know, watches Game of Thrones in some way or, or fashion. And so seeing, seeing the reaction after Sunday's episode, I was like, man. This looks. This sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it's there. I, I responded to your tweet that the the um, correlation between WWE and uh, Game of Thrones characters this last season has been like if you watch wrestling, nothing about it surprised you. But like my same complaints with WWE about not fulfilling your storytelling and leaving things hanging and not being continuous is the same thing that I've seen on that show. So mm-hmm. it's just it was just like. Damn it! Why can't these worlds like? Why just can't they be Marvel? Right. Just be Marvel, guys. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you be perfect? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, that that wraps up the uh, the preview. But there's still a couple other things we wanted to uh, to touch on. Um, let's we, get let's get the unpleasant one out of the way first. Goldberg versus Undertaker at Saudi Arabia. Twenty years too late. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much. That's it. That's that's. Uh, I mean, that's, they they've confirmed Goldberg's wrestling, and he's wrestling the Undertaker. I don't know how much money they probably threw a ton of money at those two and said, like, "Look, and I, like I and I'm being serious. If twenty fifteen years ago, I would have been like, all right, yeah, I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah, twenty nineteen, nope, I'm not interested in that whatsoever. It, it was. What's going to be even better is the Undertaker's entrance and Goldberg's entrances combined will be longer, longer than, than the, the match. There's no way this match goes more than five minutes. It can't. Like, if you watch the Undertaker wrestle that match with him and Kane versus DX, he is broken. He can't wrestle anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to put him out there with a guy whose whole background is he's terrible in the ring, he can't work, he can't do anything properly. This ma- there was some Twitter feed about like some guy who typed it out on his phone real quick of like how the match should go, collar elbow tie up, couple punches, shoulder block, spear, jackhammer, go home. Mm-hmm. It can't be anything else. Nope. I, 
but I, I guess for the Saudis, who know Goldberg as an international superstar, international Jewish superstar at that, which is weird that he, whatever. <laughs> um, and then the Undertaker, I mean, you're going to give him those two. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll, the princes will be like, oh yeah, they brought the biggest stars in the world. That's what we wanted. Yep. Uh, they've also confirmed Lesnar's going to be there mm-hmm. and uh, conspicuous by their absence. So John Cena's name's not on there again. Um, I didn't see Daniel Bryan. That's, I mean, the Cena one's not surprising because he hasn't done, I mean, other than the, the surprise appearance at WrestleMania, he hasn't been anywhere on WWE recently. Right, but you would think if they're throwing three, four million dollar checks at people to show up to this show, Cena would be one of them that like, hey, we want him here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do, like, I find it hilarious that they won't, uh... They've gone so far as there is a guy in NXT who's from Saudi Arabia, and they won't even say where he's from. Like, he's he's from the Middle East. He's not from, like, they won't say the words Saudi Arabia. Like, it's yeah. crazy. The whole it's, thing is nuts. It's almost like they're embarrassed to take the money. Yeah. Almost. But, but it, and I, not even in their defense. Like, if you look at that, like, like that financial, like, that money they got paid from Saudi Arabia saved their ass. Like, so when you look at it that way, like... when It, it goes back to what I've said about the, the deal the whole time. They're a publicly traded company. They have investors they have to, to answer to. I understand from a financial standpoint why you have to do... Why, mm-hmm. why they did it. You didn't have to, but I understood mm-hmm. why they did it. I don't like that they couldn't find another like they didn't scale back when all that stuff was happening yeah and they weren't like hey look this isn't like they're a global company they could have yeah hey you know can we put this one off this next one off or something you know yeah the fact that they went over there right after that whole thing went down i think is what um but then they were also ashamed enough not to mention saudi mm-hmm. arabia and all that uh they also announced triple h and randy orton so yeah, we're, yeah. we're on full board like Matches that should have happened 15 years well, ago. Well, and you think about it, Saudi Arabia as a country is, what, like 50 years behind the time? So, you know, this kind of makes sense. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I won't be watching that show at all. I, I, and I, I won't either. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... And, again, it has nothing to do with the morality of the issue. It's just, I, I, it, I don't expect it to be a good, a well, good show. Well, and... and you, I I would watch Goldberg and Undertaker for the same reason why I watched the clips of the uh, the tag match from the last time, just to see how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not I'm not gonna waste my time on it. So. Yeah. Uh, matches that that wasted people's time. Yeah. So so for years, uh, and I was I wasn't like I didn't know tape trading was a thing until like after. You know, once I got back into wrestling in my, my, you know, mid, mid teens, you know, early to mid teens, I, you know, heard about tape trading or whatever, but I, it was never a world I was a part of. Yeah. Um, so there's been this, this, this mythical match, uh, that, that exists of Bret Hart against a guy named, by the name of Tom McGee, um, from 1986. Yeah. Where, um, the, Tom McGee was this guy, this big jack dude, tall, athletic, um, 
So much so that, like, like even in 86, like, Vince was looking for, like, who's my next yeah. Hogan. Like, even, in, like, Hulkmania had no signs whatsoever of slowing down yeah, at they, that point. Yeah, they, they hadn't even sold out the Silverdome at that yeah. point. Yeah, Like, that's... And he was already looking for the next guy. And, yeah. and this McGee was... He looked like... He was ripped like uh, a bodybuilder, but he could do, like... He could do cartwheels and backflips yeah. and... Um, he could do like really picture picturesque drop kicks. Yeah, he could do everything. And um, the story goes that uh, he asked Bret Hart before the TV taping one night. And at least this is what Bret says in his book: that Hey, I need you to go out there and have a match with this kid. Um, we'll we're gonna film it, but we'll never never air it on TV. It'll never get out, but we want to capture it on tape uh, so we can go back and look at it and all that. And Brett goes out and goes to this guy who's, uh, to use a wrestling term, green as goose shit, mm-hmm. and says, give me your, your three best moves, and then we'll work them in the match, listen to everything I mm-hmm. tell you. And Brett goes out and um, has a good match with this kid. Yeah. So, so much so that Vince is in the back screaming, that's my next champion. Yeah. <clears throat> hires him. Yeah, I'm, hires him. Like, yeah. To a deal where... McGee was still working for the company four years later. Mm-hmm. So he got a pretty good deal out of it. They really thought highly of it. Well, the tape of this match has been um, just no one had seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a big tape trader. Um, the extent of my tape trading went to like ECW fan camp yeah. stuff at the very least. But I didn't I didn't get into this stuff. I didn't know about this match um, until Brett's book. Yeah. And that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's been like a holy grail of where is it, who's mm-hmm. seen it, and it was uncovered a few weeks or a few months ago. Yeah, a couple Someone months found ago. it in mm-hmm. a catalog or a collection that belonged to Brett. Yeah. And um, uh, the genius, Conrad Thompson, had an idea for his StarCast event that, hey, we're going to get Brett and Tom McGee together, show the match, and then have them discuss it. Mm-hmm. Well, WWE got wind of that and was like, holy shit. We got to find this match. Got a copy of it somehow. They didn't say if they found it in their warehouse or they got Brett's match. Um, copy of it. But lo and behold, WWE had a special Monday night of the long lost match. In their defense. Uh, not that I think they really need a defense other than, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to spin it. However, you're going to spin it. Uh it looked like it looked like they were already working on something about it because if you look at like the Harry Smith part of the interview, the outfit he was wearing was the outfit he wore to the Hall of Fame. So obviously, and that was before Conrad even announced. To be fair, if you've seen Harry Smith in anything in the last like year, he's always wearing that outfit. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, no, so uh, I, I'm, I might shock you on this. Okay. I don't disagree with their decision to show it. It's their intellectual property. They mm-hmm. own the rights to it. They can do whatever the hell they want with their footage. Conrad was trying to yeah. to play off of theirs. I just have a problem with the idea of here it is another thing that he's had an idea of. We're going to get people together and mm-hmm. discuss it. And then WWE is like, well, we're just going to steal that. Right. Just flat out steal it. Like, why don't you just hire this guy to come up for yeah. ideas for your yeah. stupid network? Yeah. And, and pay him a money for shit yeah. that he's he's, he's doing. He's part of the family. Like, well, nah. <laughs> he's a brother-in-law of like arguably arguably your number one like one of your top five overall like talents. Like, anyways, 
Meh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I so I, I watched the the documentary and the match this morning. Uh, and yeah, it was like, wow, this is a good match. Yeah, it was a fine match. You know, like, it wasn't anything like it didn't burn the house down. But yeah, like, and that, and I think that's what's what's interesting about it is is the legacy because no one had really seen it. The people who had seen it were like, mm-hmm. oh, he has a fantastic match. He has a really good match with a guy who never really had great matches yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean that's Bret Hart. Yeah. Bret Hart had great matches with mm-hmm. everybody, and that's yeah. what I really appreciated about the documentary is like. Um, you know, they had X-Pac on there, and yeah. he said, like, Brett was just as good as he thought he was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. He, he was amazing. He's... No. I, I, yeah. Waltman, he's, uh... I listen most weeks to his podcast, and he never... Anytime Brett gets brought up, he never misses an opportunity to put Brett over. Like, yeah. he... Um, he can't say enough good things about Brett. But um, what stood out to me about the match, though, um... Was the commentary. And yeah. not just because it was Gorilla and Bobby, but because the commentary is talking about the, the match and the guys in the ring and, s- s- like, subtly working in references yeah. to everyone else. Not just full-blown ignoring everything mm-hmm. else that's going on. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I, I a lot of people like Corey Graves because he's the closest thing they've had to Heenan in a while. Mm-hmm. When I was listening to Heenan here and then you listen to Ro- or, uh, Corey... Mm-hmm. It's not even close. No, no. Corey Graves is clearly trying to get his shtick in. Mm-hmm. And Heenan was just like, it was so casual. Mm-hmm. And, and there were there were, there were were long moments of like pregnant pauses where they just let the action mm-hmm. breathe. And then they talked about it. Just going back, it, it reminded me of the wrestling that I grew up on, that I love, that made me a fan. And just made me think about how much mm-hmm. I miss it. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was like, how good old school Jimmy Hart was. Like, not like, not Dungeon of Doom, mm-hmm. like mid to late 90s Jimmy Hart, but like late 80s, early 90s Jimmy Hart. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Loved it. That's right, baby. He's nobody. Yeah. You got him yeah. now, baby. It just, and, and even Monsoon brings it up in the commentary. He's like, he just never stops. Mm-hmm. That's living your gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's part of the reason why some of these, these managers and valets don't end up doing anything. Because they just, they mm-hmm. find a corner and they smack the mat a few times. So, and... The th- and the other thing that's, like, what really, uh, one of the things I love about wrestling is how one, like, one little, th- a, a one event or one thing can just change everything. Um, like, an example, I haven't listened to this episode yet, but on, on, on JR's new podcast with Conrad... Uh, last week, they talked about the curtain call, and I've I've been saying for quite some time that, in my opinion, the curtain call is like one of the most important moments in the history mm-hmm. because of the aftermath of Triple H being the one supposed to win King of the Ring that year, and instead they had Austin win it, which gave us Austin three sixteen, which led to it changed yeah the biggest like boom in the history of the business exactly. This is another, like, on a, to a far lesser degree, like, if he, like, if Tom McGee, get, like, pans out, like, what does that mean for a guy like Ultimate Warrior, who wasn't even sure. in the company at the yeah. time? Like, it's just those kind of things. Like, I, I love thinking about those what ifs and, and, and just that kind of, uh, that side of the business. Yeah, and it, it was also, it was fascinating, too, is they, they bring it up in the documentary. 
they were looking at their next world champion to replace Hogan, mm-hmm. but they had no idea yeah. it was Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. And it just was the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It was perfect. Yep. So. so uh, anything else you wanted to touch on? I don't think so. I think that's it. We had a pretty comprehensive list for once. Yeah. I think we checked everything off. I think so. I'm sure I'll think of something later and be like, oh, we didn't talk about this. Because ah! that's usually what happens. But. Well, right. Because there's 8 million things going on every mm-hmm. day with, with pro wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, no, right. I think that's it. All right. Well, until next week, you can uh, always follow along uh, at, at KM Wrestling Pod on Twitter. Yeah, Chris- I should. <laughs> So I should be live tweeting during Money in the Bank unless I fall asleep uh, because, not because, well, not just because the pay-per-view might be boring. Uh, <laughs> I'll be pulling an all-nighter on Saturday night, so I might be a little tired. So Pulling the Ric Flair, are you? I am. I will be. Yeah. Styling and profiling. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Not really. <All> right. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> well, until next week, guys, uh, we will we will catch up with you guys on social media over the weekend, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Yep. See ya.